Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to delve into the future a little bit and different technologies. The other technologies I mentioned the other day. Uh, in a recent video, we were talking about how things might progress. And I said that there were other technologies that were available that weren't available in the 80s, 70s, and 60s. And I said that and it didn't go into it, so questions, of course, came in. Um, so in lieu of going nuclear, there are other things that near-peer nations can do. Now, I'm not going to get too far into the kinetic options because there's a whole bunch of them. But even those are less likely than the thing we're going to kind of dive into because the ability to target the opposition's command and control with non-nuclear weapons, all of the countries, China, Russia, the United States, they all have that. The thing is, they're not super likely to use them because if you are somebody who can make the decision to target the opposition's command and control at home, you're the person they're going to respond against because you're part of your country's command and control. Out of self-preservation, odds are that's going to be less likely to be used because if you do that, there will be reciprocity. There will be a response, and it's going to be directed at you as an individual. So even though there are a whole bunch of other kinetic options, missiles, um, they're, they're less likely than what we're going to dive into, which is cyber warfare. If Russia felt threatened in an attempt to turn the tide, it might engage in widespread cyber attacks on the United States. Now, again, this is, to go back to our first scenario, this is at the point where Russia is beginning to feel threatened that it is going to lose control and lose territory or lose completely. Okay? Um, and at that point, it might go all out with a cyber attack. Now, to my knowledge, no country has the Holy Grail yet. The Holy Grail of cyber warfare is the ability to turn off your opposition's infrastructure and then turn it back on when you want to. As far as I know, nobody's achieved that. That's, that's what most of the programs are trying to get to, but nobody's really been able to do it yet. Um, however, all three countries do have the ability to disrupt the other side. They can shut it off, but they end up doing it in a way that doesn't allow them to turn it back on easily. So that is probably far, far, far more likely than any kind of strategic weapons, so nuclear weapons. Um, now, what would that look like? Think about the pipeline that got shut down. That's what it would look like. It'd be incredibly disruptive, but not really destructive. It would be designed more to get the civilian populace of whatever the country is that's being hit to put pressure on their government to stop the war. That would be the point. Um, 
I see that as just way more likely in the chain of events that would that would escalate um, than, than anything else because that's something that doesn't it doesn't necessarily require a massive response the way a lot of the kinetic options do this is something that could be done almost as a signal of okay we, we really need to talk rather than something that is guaranteed to escalate it um, so I think that would be your your most likely option now there are there's still there are tons of kinetic options out there but I see them as less likely um, now this is new ground we don't know that for sure but just human nature wise it, it seems that before any of the other dramatic stuff would ever even be considered the cyber options would be used uh, they would be uncomfortable it's disruptive it's annoying but it, it's nowhere near as destructive in, in some ways our ability to disrupt infrastructure without destroying it makes things a little bit safer for, for everybody involved if things were to escalate to that point which again I, I don't see that as incredibly likely so anyway it's just a thought y'all have a good day